Happy New Year and welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Play Music, on the new Google Podcasts app, as well as on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and on the Overcast app for iOS. Plus, if you still aren't aware, NHTE is now available on Spotify, so be sure to follow the show on there. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Westchester, New York, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who just announced her third TV special that she will be filming next month, which we will talk about. Just in the last two years alone, she has not only released more new music, but had significant success at radio, including charting a couple of her songs. She also toured Europe, including opening for ZZ Top, and she has done music videos that on YouTube alone have gotten hundreds of thousands of views. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Crazy Idea. Amazingly, exactly 100 episodes ago, she was on episode 156 of NHTE. So now, on episode 256, it's my pleasure to welcome back Jessica Lynn. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, Jessica. Happy New Year, and thanks for making time to talk with me today. Thank you very much. Same to you. Thank you. I know you've got big news you want to talk about, but first, let's have you talk about the song of yours that we were just playing called Crazy Idea. So Crazy Idea um, was my obvious choice to be the first single uh, off of the EP that it came off of. And it's really about the story of me and my husband, actually. It's it's about when you have that one friend that you always think, oh, man, that would be such a crazy idea if we were ever to actually get together, <laughs> like romantically. Um, and then the song talks about how sometimes crazy ideas are just all right. Okay, now, listeners, obviously, I do want you to go back and listen to episode 156 when Jessica was first on. But Jessica, anyways, for the benefit of everyone who's listening to this one, just tell that story a little bit further about you and your husband, because we always like to establish, were you performing together first and then got married, or was it the other way around? How did all of that fit into place chronologically? Nobody ever guesses um, our story. They always kind of assume that. But actually, we both went to school. I had been performing professionally since I was 13 years old, like in New York City nightclubs and with my band on school nights. And so I never wanted to go to school for music, college that was, because I was doing it already. You know, I was already living out my dream in that way. So um, I love working with kids. So I actually studied um, math and adolescent education. I have a master's in special ed. So my husband uh, studied the same thing, and we actually sat next to each other on the very first day of college. Wow. He didn't even play guitar when wow. we met. And being around me as a friend at first for a few years, he had a interest in music and picked up the guitar, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And listeners, if you would see her husband now, you would think that he's been playing since he was three years old playing guitar. 
I'm, I really am so proud of him. I, I've never, ever seen anybody make such incredible leaps and bounds in such a short amount of time. I mean, I totally agree with you on that. He's just very naturally talented and has a dedication and hard work that I have not seen in many other people in my lifetime. Okay, but now I'm laughing because does that mean that you were playing guitar before him? Yes, <laughs> and he's better than me now. <laughs> ah, okay. So you were able to hold it over his head at first, but <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, since I alluded to it in the intro, I do have to mention that that song "Crazy Idea" has a music video that wow on YouTube alone has over three hundred and fifteen thousand views, and the song that we're going to play at the end of this episode has a video that has gotten over 260,000 views in just four months. So congratulations on all that. Uh, Jessica, we have listeners who are aspiring performers, and they subscribe to the show to learn from my guests. So for their benefit, how are you getting such big numbers on YouTube? I am very, very active on social media. I, you know, I really believe that you need to work and live with your fan base. You know, when, when we do a show, I want to hear through my messages on Facebook what people thought of it. You know, I don't have somebody sitting there working that all for me. Yeah, I do have some help because at times with a lot of fans online, it gets overwhelming, but I'm super active. And I think that that makes fans really feel like they're a part of your life and your music, and it makes them want to interact with you and watch your videos when you put them out and be a part of your journey. And I really honestly feel like that's why we've been so successful because I honestly and truly care about my fans and I involve them in everything and I want them to be a big part of my life. Okay. I know there's someone that I have worked with that has, I'll say tested paying to boost a video on YouTube and listeners, make sure you understand the difference. I'm not talking about paying to boost a post on Facebook, but if you don't know this, listeners, you can actually pay to boost your video on YouTube. Jessica, is, is that anything that you've experimented with at all or or no? We do Facebook advertising for concerts and things, but, you know, I, I don't want to sound like rude by saying this, but it is so obvious when artists just buy likes. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's not engagement. There's a big difference. I mean, I'll go on Instagram and see an artist that has 40,000 followers on Instagram and they're getting 10 likes on their pictures. You know, it's just not real. Exactly. And um, and of course, there are a ton of people that will like your page or your Facebook or whatever that are silent, that don't interact with you. But it's just not good practice to do that. It's not real. It's not helping you in any way, shape or form, because these aren't real people that are fans that are going to attend concerts, buy your CDs and your merchandise. It's it's all fake. It's you know, it's not reality. Uh, It's the same thing. It drives me nuts. And I know people that have done this that follow to unfollow on Instagram. Yep, yep. And are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. I actually put up a post one time on the Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account saying, and it was me on video looking at my phone saying, look, if you're just following so that I will follow and then you're going to unfollow when I don't follow you back, please don't do that. And then I went on to say that as a courtesy to my guests and because it makes it easier for me to keep up on what all my guests are up to, the only accounts that 
the Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account follows back are guests who have been on the show. And so I'm not being mm-hmm. rude to people. It's just really something that I like to do for my guests as a benefit of being on my show. And so I see the people who follow and a day later or two days later unfollow. And I've yeah. I've recently learned that there's actually a service that you can subscribe to that will subscribe to like accounts for you. It does it all automatically in the background. And I'm pretty sure that the guy doing this presentation said that if you don't get a follow back, that it will unfollow. And I thought, no wonder it happens to me so much. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know there was a service. I mean, I know people personally that do it, people that I don't associate with anymore. <laughs> and um, it's just rude. And it's, you know, it's fake. Yeah, like, I, you know, she, he, I'm not going to call anyone out, would follow like 100 people. And then once they followed them back, would unfollow. Mm. And it's you're not gaining real fans that way. You're tricking people into liking your page. And that's not somebody that's going to support your career, somebody that you want on board, you know, for your journey. So it's there's so much. The Internet is so good, but it's also so bad at the same time. You know, that's with anything in life, though, I guess. Yeah, I, I love that you're saying all this stuff. And, and listeners, if you are an aspiring performer, sift through all this, because as I was originally saying, if you pay to boost a video on YouTube and then you do see that you're only paying to boost that one and your other videos start getting views, okay, then it was probably money well spent because you can target fans of your types of music and even certain demographics and and regions, meaning geographic areas if you want to. But as Jessica is saying, if you're just doing it to boost your numbers and it's going to look very disproportionate, then obviously you're going about it all wrong. So go into that knowing what you're trying to accomplish because Jessica, I love that you're saying that you yourself are looking for these engagements to translate into music downloads, into purchases of tickets to your shows, your merchandise, things like that. I mean, that's what it's about. Honestly, what does an empty number mean? I would rather have four fans on Instagram that go to my shows, have my CD, than 400 fans that are fake. They're, they're just empty profiles. Like what does that actually do for you? And, you know, don't, don't think that record labels or any important people that are looking at your stuff that you want to impress with these numbers. Don't realize that when you're getting one, like with a hundred thousand followers that, you know, they're going to believe that that's real. It's, it's more of a turnoff than anything. Yeah. In fact, I know of a company that talked to me about the fact that they look at what are the people commenting on. So if people are commenting on the picture and it's just very erroneous and it's not, wow, I love your music or what a great guitar solo or this album is terrific, then obviously it's not people who are really there for the content. They're just doing it because they're trying to get their name in a comment, whereas maybe someone will go and look at their profile. So Know that also, listeners, that if you're trying to get some kind of a deal with a record label or with a sponsor, they're going to drill down that far. They're not just going to look at your total number of followers and that's it. Because as Jessica's saying, they want to see how genuine is it all. But Jessica, this has all been great, but I want to get right into your your big news, which is that next month (laughs) you are going to be filming a TV special. Congratulations first and foremost, but I do have lots of questions on this. For starters, this is going to be a live performance, yes? Yes. And where and when will it be? Uh, Presumably folks can buy tickets for this. 
Yes, um, it's actually a very limited amount of tickets. Uh, throughout my career as an indie artist and constantly trying to be creative and find ways to keep myself afloat and moving and getting bigger and progressing, I always try to be as creative as possible. Every single show that you see of ours will always be different. Um, wow. I try to keep things interesting. So wow. my last two television shows for um, PBS that went nationwide were big concerts. This is going to be the total opposite. Um, now that I have you know, traveled the world and had so many incredible experiences playing music, I want to share my stories with people. I want to share the stories behind the music. So we're only allowing 200 people in the venue that night for the filming. It's going to be all kind of stripped down and unplugged. And I'm going to tell about the writing process, uh, why I wrote each song and um, tickets are on sale now. They just went on sale uh, actually on Christmas Eve. And um, I'm, I'm very, very excited. It's going to be at a beautiful venue called Dramatic Hall in Peekskill, New York. It's actually like a very underground venue. A lot of people don't know about it. I didn't even know about it <laughs> until recently, but it was in the, it built in the 1800s. It's wow. an incredible vintage building. And um, the decor for the television special will match, you know, that kind of old classic feel. And I'm just I'm so, so excited to let people in to this side of what I do as a performer. You know, a lot of people don't even know that I, I write all the music or arrange all the music or they kind of just see me up there singing and bouncing around with the microphone and think it's more of a surface thing sometimes I've discovered throughout my travels. And so the date of this and and tickets? Yep, tickets are on sale through my website, uh, jessicalinmusic.org. And the date of this show is? February 23rd. All right. So does the fact that you're doing this mean you already have distribution for it, or are you filming it first and then seeking distribution? We already have a nationwide commitment uh, from PBS, so I'm wow. really, really thrilled, and I feel very lucky and uh, very nervous to get everything just how I want it because it's a huge opportunity. Uh, but I'm I'm really, really very, very excited to show yeah. people this side of what I do. Yeah, congratulations. That, that's exciting. And to have someone like PBS behind it obviously brings that much more clout to it as opposed to, well, you know, we're starting off with some small local cable station that's right here in our area where you go, okay, it's a start, it's on TV. And no, this is PBS. This is this is big. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Listeners, Jessica and I first met in January 2017 at the NAM show in Anaheim, California, where I was doing interviews on location at the Tascam booth. If you listen to the show regularly, you know that I record NHTE with all Tascam gear. And back on episode 156, Jessica talked about how even she had used Tascam gear back in the day. Plus, she has gone on to do print ads for Tascam. And I know that one or two of the guys from Tascam were at her Christmas show a year ago. That would have been 2017. They recorded it mm -hmm. on the DA3000, which is a high-res stereo master recorder. So... Whether you are a recording artist like her or a podcaster like me, do make sure that you're checking out the long line of solutions that Tascam has. They've got brand new headphones out, which I think I've mentioned on a recent episode or two. Microphones, audio interfaces, their new mixer that you've heard me mention. Whatever you're looking for, start at TASCAM.com. Jessica, tell the listeners about the two previous 
TV specials you did, you, you briefly alluded to them. When and where were those done? Just talk more about where those got shown. Are they still available anywhere that people can see them? Those types of details. Yeah. Um, so the last two television specials, they went nationwide on PBS and uh, they're still available. Sometimes they still air, even though the last one came out in 2015. And we have DVDs and live CDs and things all for sale through my website, which again is jessicalinmusic.org. And there's a ton of footage on YouTube and just kind of out there through the PBS channels from them. And since you did mention Tascam, I do just want to give a shout out quick because we are actually recording all of the audio for this upcoming television special with Tascam. Ah, okay, okay. Well, you know, as you mentioned before of of the detail that you put into this and, and no two shows are the same, I, I, I love the way that you took this approach with PBS because even that is very unique. You know, people would probably think, well, why doesn't she try to go to a music network? And here you were, you ended up with nationwide distribution. So obviously, I don't know how that ever came to be in the first place, but obviously since this is going to be three with them now, you have found PBS to be a great partner and a great outlet for your music. Yeah, it's actually an interesting story how it first came to be. In my whole life, I was a rock and roller. Growing up in New York, you know, listening to Loretta Lynn and Glenn Campbell were not the go-to thing. (laughs) We didn't even have a country station until recently. Uh, I grew up on country music because my dad loved it, but it was, there was nowhere ever to play it. You know, I, I had written a few country songs when I was a teenager, but you know, God forbid my friends ever heard them. (laughs) They're all listening to rap music and, you know, hip hop. So, um, when I was about 20, I said to my dad, who has managed my career all my life, and, you know, I came very close to a lot of things as a teenager, a lot of record deals and things that other people sadly ruined for me um, and band members and things like that. So I I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. If if I'm not going to make it, I want it to be by my own doing. I was sick of being tied to other people that didn't work as hard as didn't want the same things that I wanted. So I said, I want to be a solo artist and I want to do country music. That's what my heart is telling me. Mm-hmm. So my dad said, okay, well, you know, I said, I want to do a CD. And he said, I don't know, everybody does a CD though. Let's try to think of something creative that can set you apart from everybody else. So a venue had just opened up down the road from us. That was an old church that was getting converted into a music venue. It wasn't even open. So we go to the venue. We say, hey, before you open, can we take over your building for a few days? We want to try to film something. And we hired one of the cheapest camera crews that we could afford. We had no money. I had no career, nothing. And we filmed the television special. I wrote all the material within about two months. I put the band together within about two months. And um, those guys are still with me today. And we put the whole show together ourselves delivered it to PBS and asked if they were interested and it wound up going nationwide. And that's how my whole career started. And when you say you wrote all the material in two months, do you mean you wrote the the songs that were performed that night? Yes. And actually at that same exact time was, you know, my husband and I, as I mentioned, met on the first day of school, but we were friends, you know, for a few years. And when we started to fall in love, all of a sudden, all of this country music started pouring out of me. So 
the first live album that goes along with that television special in a certain order is actually my husband and I's story of getting together. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Not many people know that. So you have the inside <laughs> scoop. <laughs> Since you were last on NHTE, one of the many developments was a European tour that you did in the summer of 2017. Tell the listeners all about that. Yeah, and we actually did another one um, this past year. So that was my first big European tour. We had gone overseas for something in France and in Belgium prior to that. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, we, I had no idea. I had so many fans in Europe, no idea they loved country music so much. And we toured all over Europe and the United Kingdom, and I got to headline some incredible festivals. We got to open for ZZ Top at an arena. Uh, it was really the, a trip of a lifetime. You know, what I've being a little girl, being in my bedroom, singing to, you know, my tracks with my karaoke <laughs> machine, that's what I worked for, you know, to get to travel the world and to experience these incredible things and meet incredible people. And my family is in my band, so I got to do it with my family. And it, what better thing is that, honestly? But now, when you say I had no idea that there that I had so many fans over there, so I'm thinking about the logistics, the the business side of this, and thinking, should an artist just go ahead and plan a European tour and say, look, you don't know if anyone's going to show up at your shows, but just go and do it. It'll be a great experience. Or is it? No, Bruce, you, you can't you can't plan shows overseas if you have no idea if there's going to be anyone there. That's a very hard question because it takes me in two different directions. The first direction is you have one life and one chance at things a lot of time, and you just got to go for it. The amount of stupid decisions that I have made <laughs> to get to where I am now <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> if I thought smart about every single thing I've ever done to get to this point in my career, I would be nowhere. I've racked up my personal credit cards to pay for things. I have taken crazy chances, but they all play a part in where you wind up. And yep. In, in your success somehow, some way, sometimes the littlest thing I said, Oh my gosh, why did I ever take the show? This is so dumb. I'm traveling across the country for $200 to go do this thing. You wind up meeting somebody that seriously impacts you somehow yeah. down the road. Yeah, amen. Um, so it's hard to say that any decision you could ever make would be truly stupid. Um, they all find some way into your journey, but also, with limited finances, I mean, we're all regular people until you, people don't realize how much money it takes to sustain an independent career or any career in the music business. I, I mean, it, the, the expenses are immense and you have limited funds, limited time. You need to find ways to raise these funds and to do the things that you want to do. It takes a lot of money to take a band overseas. We went for two months. So wow. you can imagine wow. how hard I worked booking all of those shows and figuring out, you know, sponsorships and deals on hotels to make this happen. And it has to be worth it for you. If we always, I always judge my, if I take my performances by two ways, is this going to be financially great for me where it will help me pay for something that I need to pay for, for my career or make the band a good amount of money or somehow to sustain us through whatever is next. You always mm -hmm. have to be thinking one step ahead. Uh -huh. We 
never pocket the money from our performances. It always gets invested back in to the, to the group radio promo, whatever you want to do with it, music video or two, is it going to be an amazing opportunity? Mm. Normally, a lot of times the two don't align. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I see that. I see that because you, you you're going to get you're going to get tremendous PR value out of being able to say we opened for ZZ Top, and that might help you get booked to open for some other big name. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get paid a lot of money just because you're opening for ZZ Top. Exactly. And most of the time, those huge opportunities don't pay a lot of money because they know what a huge opportunity is. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, if if whatever performance or going overseas satisfies one of those two things, are you either going to make a lot of money or are you going to have a great experience and opportunity? Both of those are valuable and very valuable in their own way. And you just have to decide what's best for you in, in that moment. I like it. I like it. Well said. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment, where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is... With this episode having a repeat guest, it's a perfect time to advise you to identify when the last time was that you had a professional photo shoot done. What if you got rebooked as the guest on a show and had to provide promo photos? Would you still be using the same shots you provided two years earlier? And for that matter, how old were those back then when you had sent them? You don't have to break the bank, but you do want to update your photos both the posed pictures and the live performance pictures so that the images you publish are a current and accurate representation. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Jessica, you also did a radio tour in the latter part of 2017. Explain to the listeners what the benefit is of actually going and visiting radio stations in person as opposed to just sitting at home and doing radio interviews over the phone. Making a face-to-face connection with anybody is the best possible way that you can conduct business. And I always say that being a good person is going to take you further than any talent ever, ever will. And when if you when we go to these stations, my husband Steve and I, we're good people. We're we're honest. We're friendly, and that really helps us because you meet these nice radio guys and you hit it off with them. Maybe you have stuff in common, and they see that you're a genuine person, and that's so so important because if they meet me and they like me. Why would they, if there's one spot left in their rotation and I head to their station and we hit it off and we like each other and we're laughing, why would they pick a random stranger person song instead of mine for that one last spot? Wow. Wow. I like that. I like that. That's, 
that's a great example. And listeners, I, I would also be remiss if I didn't point out, though, episode 231, when my guest was Amy Keys. She's a singer who always tours with Phil Collins. And she was saying, you know, you need to have a mix of the two. You know, she in her her quote was basically, you can be a great hang, you know, and be, as Jessica's saying, like a great person and, and fun to be around. But if you bring nothing to the table in terms of talent and you just are trying to BS your way through it and say, well, everybody loves me. It's like, well, yeah, you can be the nicest person in the world. But, you know, when the chips are down, it's time to write a song, you know, or play that guitar solo or whatever it is. If you can't deliver, then you know it didn't really get you anywhere. But but Jessica, I love that point though because that that's a that's a great example of okay, we met her in person, and you know here's Jessica and I now, listeners, that we met in person. We saw each other at the January 2017 NAMM show. Did the interview for NHTE 156. We saw each other again in January of 2018 at the NAMM show. And we've just stayed in touch. We follow each other on Instagram. And now, lo and behold, here we are having her back on because she has always been kind. And I see that she made this big announcement. And it's just time after two years to get her back on. So those things do go a long way. Thank you. But like you said, if we never had met that day, maybe you would have another guest on your show right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's so important to just make a personal connection because let's face it, the the business today, there are so, so many people trying to do what everybody else is doing. There's so much competition and any leg up that you can get, you know, is is valuable in, in any way. And it, but it also can work against you because people, a lot of people go in and try to put on this face or be somebody that they're not being genuine, being real, being kind will take you so, so, so far. Like she said, though, if you do have the talent to back it up, but it's hard floating to the top in a sea of people and things, you know, but that it really, really helps. Well, and and here's here's what I think might be another real-life Jessica Lynn example. So in 2017, Jessica, you put out an EP that was produced and co-written in Belgium. And so I wondered if that was in any way connected to the European tour that you did that year or if it was just a coincidence. And I was going to ask you how you got connected with that producer, but it sounds to me like you're about to say that it was because of a relationship that you must have built. It actually is. <laughs> did you really just guess that or did you know that? Well, somehow? no, I, I didn't. I didn't know until <laughs> as I was preparing for the interview today, I'm, I was writing this question and saying, like, I want to ask her, like, is it a coincidence that they went to to Europe for a tour in 2017? And oh, by the way, also happened to put out a release that year that was produced and co-written in Belgium. But now as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking, OK, that producer over there had to tie all this stuff together for her, I imagine. So you're very smart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One person thinks so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So actually what happened is it was all about relationships. Um, The whole European thing started with, we got a cold email that I thought was spam. You know, those emails that you get like, come to Nigeria. I love you. Send me (laughs) $5,000. We got an email like that from France and we thought it was a scam. Then we're looking at the bottom and this was in 2016 going into 2017. And we're looking through, we're like, wait a second, this is a legitimate production company. And the email says we want you to play in France. So Fast forward, we wind up 
playing this headlining this incredible country music festival in France, like 13,000 people. Wow. Um, it it was an incredible, incredible experience. The, my first time overseas, it was one of the most magical trips of my whole life. And but rewind, when we were at the NAM show that previous year, because I'm friendly and I like to talk to people, I was at a D'Angelico Guitars event. And the guy next to me, we just started talking and talking about the band on stage and, oh, what do you do? And blah, blah, blah. And hanging out and joking around. Turns out he was the international rep for D'Angelico. So then fast forward, we're talking and he writes me and says, hey, you know, I've been working with this producer. He's very well known. He does like massive acts in the UK and Europe and he wants to dabble in country. And I thought of you. So turns out how everything's meant to be. That producer was 45 minutes away in Belgium from where we were headlining that massive festival oh in gosh. France. Wow. So on the trip, we took a day and we drove to Belgium. I kind of auditioned with him where we co-wrote and kind of felt with the guy from D'Angelico too as well. Um, and we kind of just felt if there was chemistry there musically and personally, and there was. So then I wound up flying to Belgium to write and record three songs. That became my first ever like international release. Wow. Outstanding. Oh, that's that's amazing. I love that. I love that. If that's just not a textbook example of you never know who you're talking to, you never know where it's going to lead to, That that's just, oh my gosh, I love that story. Yeah, everything's meant to be. I'm such a big, big believer of that. I mean, when I was younger, as I mentioned, I was doing the whole rock and roll thing. I was heartbroken. Uh, I had really, really bad experiences where I was so close to to my dreams. We had some major record label interest and then my teenage band fell apart due to the behavior of some of the other members. And I was always so focused and so hardworking and we were a band, but we weren't really, it, it was me writing all the songs, arranging all the music, rehearsing everybody. My parents were the ones doing all the bookings. It was just the front of a teenage band. Um, when really it was, a, I was a solo artist then and didn't even know it. Um, and I was, I was Imagine literally things devastated. not working out in a teenage band. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but we did. We had some major interest from Hollywood Records. And um, unfortunately, like I said, some decisions that the other kids had made ruined it for me. And I, I thought my life was over. I was so devastated. My dreams were so close yet so far. Um, and... It, everything turns out how it's supposed to. Yeah, I exactly. honestly look back and I think if that had turned out how I wanted it to back then, I never would have met my husband who has seriously impacted my journey, has turned me to country music with our love story, which I would never want to change for the world. Um, then seeing what this, how hard this business is and how much you get your heart ripped out of your chest and stepped on. I don't think at 17, 16 years old, I could have done it. No. I really don't. It wasn't meant for, for that band to succeed. It wasn't meant for that to all work out because it had to go the way that it has. 
So it's just wonderful yeah. testimony. I am joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Westchester, New York, by singer, songwriter, guitar player Jessica Lynn. Visit her official website at jessicalynnmusic.org. And from there, you can also hit her various social media platforms. Jessica is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And be sure to also use her website to see where and when you can go see her perform live. Remember, tickets are on sale for February 23rd when she will perform and be filmed in Peekskill, New York for her TV special. Also, her music is streaming on Spotify, which is one of the platforms where you can hear this show. But do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes. And do also check out the various merchandise that she has for sale at jessicalynnmusic.org. If you find value in listening to Now Hear This Entertainment every week, whether it's educational value in learning from me and my guests, or maybe it's entertainment value, or perhaps it's both, I would really appreciate you becoming a part of the Patreon for this show. Read all about it. This is not a 30-day crowdfunding campaign. It's ongoing, and it's a way to help me keep the show going and manage the many costs associated with doing it. On the show website, nhte.net, there is an orange and white support us on Patreon button, or you can just go directly to patreon.com slash nhte. Jessica, we have just finished up the Christmas season, but I do want to mention listeners that Jessica had actually put out an original Christmas song in November entitled Santa, You Can Skip Our House. Jessica, what was that like writing an original Christmas song and, and what inspired you to do it rather than just do a cover of a Christmas standard? I've always been afraid to write a Christmas song because they can be so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we were on the one of the radio tours this year um, for my singles that were charting, my husband and I started just humming this little thing and it sounded very Christmassy. So we started writing it in the car during our mm. travels. And then when we went to his family's house for Christmas last year, we finished it there. And we kind of looked at each other when we were done and we're like, man, this is really good. Like, we really should do something with this. And then this year we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do a radio campaign. Uh. Let's let's invest in this one. And um, we produced the track and engineered it in our home studio. Um, my dad actually engineered it and did an awesome job. I was so happy with how it came out. And we're just so excited. It was a cool way to celebrate the holidays. And I'm a huge Christmas person. I, I love doing our Christmas show every year for Toys for Tots. There's just something special about this time of year. And it was even more special getting videos and things from fans online that I was in their home wow. for Christmas. Like them decorating the tree, listening to our track. It was such, it was such a cool moment for my husband and wow, I. Oh, nice. Nice. To share. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite part. And it's not something that I had anticipated when we put it out. I just kind of thought it was going to be like anything else. Like you put the song out, people listen to it. When I, when we started getting those videos, it was like, wow, how cool is this? Like we're celebrating Christmas with people all yeah, around the world. Yeah, that's neat. That's neat. We have been talking about a lot of your music. And earlier, I also asked you how you're getting big numbers on YouTube. I mentioned back in the intro about the radio success that you've been having. Listeners, check this out. The song that we played at the beginning of this episode, Crazy Idea, 
in its first week of release to country radio stations in the U.S., charted on the industry's Play MPE chart as the number four most streamed release in country music by country radio stations. And it was the number nine, this is really cool, number nine most downloaded new country single by country radio stations coming in ahead of popular acts like Kenny Chesney and Gretchen Wilson. And then the song we're going to play at the end of this episode was also number four on the Play MPE chart, and not number nine, but the number five most downloaded song in country by radio on release day. And by the way, Jessica was the only artist in the top five not signed to a major record label. So Jessica, again, I have to ask, how in the world are you pulling this off? Are you using a radio promoter or is this one of the benefits of doing the radio tour or both or what? It's really both. To get on radio, you have to use a promoter. And it's never something that I knew about until I actually needed to pursue it. I thought, oh, you just release a song and it gets played on radio. Like I was so ignorant to the whole process. Um, But you do have to hire a promoter that gets you into the stations. But that doesn't mean that they're guaranteed to play it. That means that you have somebody with all the connections at All Country Radio calling and being like, hey, I got this great new single. Will you check it out? And then it truly is up to the station if they want to add it or not, which is what makes your success great because it's not like you're paying to be played. It's not possible. They have to want it. I want to jump here because I like that you said, will you check it out? So they may say, yeah, I'll check it out. But then it's still, but if I don't like it, I'm not going to play it. So... You you can continue. Exactly. I just wanted to jump in and, and make that point because there's it's it's important to differentiate. Yes, you're paying a promoter to work for you, but that doesn't mean they're guaranteeing your results. It just means I, as the promoter, have built relationships and I'm going to get people to answer my call and listen to your song. But after that, I can't control whether they like it or not. Exactly. It's like when you pay for PR, you can re- have someone reach out to every magazine for you. But if they're not interested in doing a story, they're not going to take it. Um, so when we charted on that chart, it's the industry chart. So it's the country radio chart. It's not the regular consumer chart and which almost makes it cooler because it's people in the business that listen to country music and country radio all day long. And that's what they do for a living. So when you chart on that chart, it actually has nothing to do with the promoter. When your song gets released, a, a blast goes out that says these are the new releases for this week. People can stream them right in the email and then download them. So people had to be very interested in what yep. we were putting out and they had to stream the sample. It's like 30 seconds they get of the song and they actually took it off yeah. their server ahead of all of the yeah. other acts. So that was so, so cool for us. I, I, I'll never forget the moment that happened with Crazy Idea. Um, and let's don't the new single it actually surpassed that it was the number five most downloaded um, song but with crazy idea we were actually overseas in France playing a big festival and we were getting ready in our hotel rooms we we're all right next to each other all in the band in our adjoining hotel rooms and my guitar my guitarist Steven comes pounding on the door. I'm like, what is, are you okay? What do you need? I open in like my pajamas and he comes in with his laptop. He goes, look. And he showed me the chart and we were like, the whole band was so happy. <laughs> we're all jumping up and down and hugging and smiling. And, um, and it was such a great moment in my life. I'll always That's remember great. that. And listeners, I want to help you further understand when Jessica is saying 
that it's important to her because the country stations themselves, not the consumers, are what are getting her these chart positions. I think of when they hand out the MVP award at the end of the season and they announce that this is the player who was the MVP. And then like a week later, you hear that the Players Association announced who their MVP of the year is. A lot of times the player will say that one means as much to me, if not more, because it was the other players in the league that voted me the MVP. So for Jessica to get her song where all these radio people are streaming it and then they're downloading it, they're saying, wow, I really want to get this one. And that's really big to her because the radio people believe in you and without them believing in you, then the general public can't hear those songs on the radio for it to become a, a song that charts on the charts you're used to hearing about. So it's all really good stuff. And we've met some of the most fantastic people I've ever met in my life through doing these radio tours. Um, people that you become so friendly with that the minute you meet them, you just feel like instant friends. And when you see them support your music in a, in in a way, like we keep getting notifications of this station is bringing you from 20 spins to 30 spins to 40 spins. It just, it makes you feel so, so good. And I'm just so grateful. I mean, honestly, some of the radio guys we've met really have become some of our, our best friends and how cool through music, you know, to connect people across the country like that. And through something as special as music, it it means so much. Let me take this opportunity. Shame on me. I, I, I really try not to make this show what I'm about to do. But, you know, I said this in a, I I did the closing keynote uh, a couple months ago at DC Podfest in Washington, DC. And I said this there, but I really should be saying it on the air more. This show has gotten listeners from 139 countries around the world. And just like Jessica saying with getting that knock on her door and saying, look at this, look at where it is. I look at stats for this show. And when I see that people are taking the time to listen to this show in countries that I'll admit, sometimes I have to look up to even see where it is. It means the world to me that somebody has taken 45 minutes or 60 minutes out of their day in some far off country to listen to, and I'm going to say my show. I mean, I don't really like thinking of it that way, but that they've decided I want to listen to now hear this entertainment. And it might just be because they're a fan of that guest. I hope they become a fan of the show and they listen to other episodes and they subscribe. But I get it when guests like Jessica talk about accomplishments like this, because seeing people listen from all over the world, even after what's going to be five years in February, it still humbles me and it still just makes me say, me? (laughs) Listen to my show? How cool is that? So I think that's part of the reason why. It is so. Yeah, it's part of the reason. And congratulations on your success. Yeah, thank you. I think that's part of the reason why I, I, I love hearing these these types of stories. I am about due to have another guest on who, like me, plays Boulder Creek guitars. Well, wait, they also do ukuleles. And as we heard on episode 248 with Chris Donahue, who was doing the interview before a show that he was about to play with Emmy Lou Harris, they also do basses, which is what Chris plays for them. So check out the impressive roster of other notable artists that play instruments from them, find a dealer, learn about what makes units from Boulder Creek so unique. Go to bouldercreekguitars.com. 
That's B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. There's even a logo of theirs on our show website, nhte.net, that you can click on to easily go over to their website. We're about out of time, but Jessica, we've talked about the TV special being filmed next month, but what else is being planned for 2019 that the listeners can be on the lookout for? We're actually really excited because my most recent single, Let's Don't, it just broke the top 40 on the American country chart. So it's actually all the charts and everything freeze over the holidays, but we're still going strong from June. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's a huge achievement for me to break the top 40. That's something you dream about your whole life as you know, a musician and a songwriter. Um, and once the television special comes out, we plan to have it done and hitting the air in June. We will be hitting the road. Uh, we're planning some really cool nationwide tour dates here. And also we've already started building an international tour. Awesome. So I'm just thrilled. I feel super blessed and lucky and uh, hard work does absolutely, pay off. Absolutely. Well, we're going to close today with another one of Jessica's original songs, the one that she just talked about called Let's Don't. Even though I will not talk over it this time, like I did the one at the beginning, Jessica, before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song. Let's Don't was recently written in Nashville, and it was co-written with two incredible songwriters down there that are also super nice people. And I actually, fun fact about Tascam again, I recorded all of the vocals using my Tascam track ah, factory nice. um, by myself, actually. <laughs> um, we were sending parts for the track back and forth between Nashville and New York to finish it. And when we were in the writing room, we just had a kind of a gut feeling about it. And I, being from New York, I do have a little bit of a different sound in my country music. It's a mix of soul and R&B and rock. And so this song kind of embodied all of that for me. And it also holds, holds a special place in my heart because it's about, again, all my songs are about my husband, except the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about how you don't need to have a lot in life when you have the person beside you um you know the best date nights we ever have are staying home and playing board games and watching movies and rather than going out you don't need to spend all this money on fancy things and champagne and you you have everything that you need in each other listeners they did a really good job of depicting exactly that in the music video for the song that you will see on Jessica's YouTube channel. Jessica, thank you so much. Happy New Year again. Best of luck with the February 23rd show. Congratulations on all these great developments that we've talked about. Really look forward to seeing more great things from you. Thanks for making the time today. Thank you so much. Same to you. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Jessica Lynn. Do visit her official website at jessicalynnmusic.org and then engage with her on social media. So like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Go back and listen to our first interview on episode 156. Remember to keep up with Jessica online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. As she just mentioned, they will be touring this year, 2019. Again, for right now, though, tickets are on sale, a limited number for February 23rd, when she will perform and be filmed in Peekskill, New York, for her television special. 
And of course, as I mentioned before, you can find Jessica's music streaming on Spotify, just like this show being on there. But do purchase her music. It is available on iTunes. And remember that besides music, there is other merchandise in the store on her website. And again, I would be most grateful for your support of the Patreon for Now Hear This Entertainment to help me keep the show going week after week. Mid-February will mark the five-year anniversary of the show, and the costs do add up. So if you feel you have benefited from listening to this episode, to lots of episodes, or to all the episodes, be it educationally or from an entertainment standpoint, I would really appreciate you participating in the Patreon. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, and click on the orange and white Support Us on Patreon button, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash nhte. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll send you out with another song from Jessica Lynn. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Let's Don't. Get real loud. Okay.